listening to Money Talk on RTHK Radio 3. All right, we're back on Money Talk and in your money. Today, Carolyn Wright takes the pulse on the health of China's property sector. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Moody's Investors Service recently changed their outlook on one area we talk about frequently on Money Talk. That's China's property sector. The rating has been moved to stable from negative on better sales and funding conditions. I'm joined now by Franco Lung, who's Associate Managing Director in the Corporate Finance Group at Moody's, to find out more. Thank you for joining me today, Franco. Thank you, Caroline, for having me today. Okay, so let's start with your overall outlook for China's property sector. How's it looking over the next 12 months? Certainly, yeah. So Moody's has just changed the outlook for the China property sector to stable from negative. And the change in outlook to stable was driven mainly by three factors. And first, uh, we expect the nationwide property sales to stabilize in the next 12 months as opposed to the highly negative growth recorded in 2022. Second, we see that the funding conditions will continue to improve with help from government support measures. And finally, we expect inventory levels to decline towards historical averages in the higher tier cities, which are the larger and wealthier cities in China. But that said, the pace of overall recovery is still uncertain, and we expect the recovery in the sector to be uneven across various regions in China. And what concerns are you seeing home buyers currently having about the market? Well, first, um, home buyers are concerned about home affordability, particularly in tier one cities where property prices are holding up pretty well still. There are also concerns about property projects that cannot be delivered on time under the current property pre-sale model and that there could be continued defaults from property developers. That's why we think the pace of sales recovery is still uncertain. And you mentioned there that there are certain differences between the the higher and the lower tier cities. Are are there any other specific differences that you, you are keeping watch on around that? Yes. Um, nationwide property sales actually rebounded strongly in the first few months of this year, right? And that's driven mostly by the release of pent-up demand and a strong recovery in the higher tier cities. While we do not expect such rapid growth to carry on in the rest of this year, we expect the stronger housing demand in tier 1 and tier 2 cities where economic growth is higher and population inflow is more persistent. There will be a gradual rebound in property sales and new launches, which will drive inventory levels down in higher densities in the next 6 to 12 months. But on the other hand, we will continue to see inventory pressure and sluggish property demand in lower densities. Now, where do we stand with the government's moves towards helping to stabilise the market? The Chinese government has released various uh, supportive measures over the past year or so, including the three arrow policies that were announced back in November last year. And they have generally improved the funding conditions in the market and widened various funding channels for the property developers. We expect funding conditions will continue to improve and there will be fewer high-profile payment defaults as a result. And this situation will help stabilize home buyers' confidence. And also, 
the central government is already distributing its second batch of special purpose loans to projects under financial distress. Some local governments have also set up bailout funds to support property project construction. And these measures will help developers better manage their funds to complete the unfinished property projects and reflect the government's determination to steady the market and prevent contagion to the broader economy. Are there any players that you foresee as possibly outperforming in the sector? And, and why might that be? Why? What's the potential there? Y- yeah, sure. Um, we expect many state-owned developers and a handful of privately-owned developers with stronger credit quality to benefit more from the government's policies. Banks and investors prefer them because they have lower risk of non-repayment or investment losses. And home buyers prefer these stronger developers too. Given the risk of unfinished projects and defaults, they would rather buy from developers that are known to be able to deliver projects on schedule and have prudent financial management. So it, it's basically the, the the people who are sort of seen as more more stable and and strong. It sounds like now what what are the key factors uh, that you would need to see changing to improve that outlook uh, further? Well, the uh, likelihood of us further improving the outlook for the sector in the near term is quite low because we would need to expect three main developments. First that nationwide property sales grow by more than 10% in the next 12 months with sustained volume and price increases. Second, that developers maintain good funding assets in both onshore and offshore markets without policy support, such that refinancing risks are substantially lower. And lastly, there is evidence of a more supportive regulatory environment over time Again, uh, these are unlikely developments in the near term, but if they turned out to be more positive than what we anticipated, then we would revisit our outlook accordingly. And, and are there any factors that are, you should be keeping watch on in case things go in the other direction, in, in case things t- take a downturn? We're currently monitoring the funding conditions uh, for China developers. Uh, particularly, uh, as you know, the offshore bond market has uh, been muted for quite some time, uh, and um, a lot of developers are relying on the onshore uh, funding support. Well, we expect, you know, the uh, onshore funding conditions to be uh, steady uh, over the near term, uh, but, you know, if it turns out to be, uh, you know, different than what we expected, uh, then, you know, we could revisit the situation uh, of the liquidity uh, for the developers in general. Uh, but overall, we think that the uh, stronger developers, particularly, you know, the uh, state-owned uh, developers and those, you know, uh, handful privately-owned developers with strong credit profile uh, to maintain uh, more steady uh, and low-cost funding, uh, mainly from the onshore markets, Uh, at least, you know, uh, in the coming six to 12 months. Thank you so much for your insights. Really interesting to to get your perspective on on what's happening there in China's property sector. That is Franco Lung, Associate Managing Director in the Corporate Finance Group at Moody's Investors Service.